the powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the live broadcast. We're at the 41st National Hard Money Conference right here in lovely Fort Lauderdale, Florida. My name is Ryan Treasure, and you're tuned in to VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. And we're bringing on our next guest, uh, Michael Matthew from Little Pink Houses of America, making the dream of home ownership possible for everyone. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ron. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I, uh, I know that you guys are really busy at the event, networking, a lot of different stuff that's going on. So thanks for taking time out of your day to sit down and have a conversation with us. Absolutely. There's a lot of activity going on here at the event this morning, and uh, but certainly happy to take time out of our day and kind of share our specific business and our business model with you. So appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you guys uh, have a really cool card. And uh, when, I, when I read on my list of uh, uh, interviews today, Little Pink Houses of America. I was immediately intrigued and I want to know what it is. So why don't you give us a little rundown on uh, what you guys do? Happy to share. So, uh, you know, it is a very unique name and that's kind of by design. It's uh, one of those where every time people hear it, they kind of chuckle, but they're not going to forget it either. So our name came about in a, in a couple of different ways. We've been in business about three years. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, the pink part of our branding that really sticks out. Uh, my partner, Scott, and I both had uh, some family members affected by breast cancer awareness. So we wanted a company uh, color that really tied into that. Additionally, and I'm not afraid to plug them and, and happy to do so, we work with a charity out of North Carolina actually called Little Pink Houses of Hope. Uh, awesome. They're much more special people than we are, uh, what they do, and uh, we donate a percentage of every deal that we do to them nationally uh, for about $600, and there's some other donations involved. What they actually do is we'll take a family of a, uh, a, my, a wife and mother that's affected by breast cancer, and they'll do a week-long vacation with a chef and a butler and a maid and, and all of the like. Um, so that was a tie-in. Additionally, uh, there's a song by John Cougar Mellencamp, who's a, one of our favorite artists, has a song that talks about the American dream of home ownership, Little Pink Houses, and our interpretation of those lyrics was that everyone deserves their little slice of uh, yeah. the American dream. So. Yeah, just before you were coming on, um, our CEO, he was telling me, he's like, uh, I wonder if they have anything to do with the John Cougar Mellencamp track. And so here it is. You brought it out and you have to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we absolutely did. And, and certainly uh, appreciate his music. And then the, uh, the pink and the reality is a lot of, especially in major buying decisions, it's um, typically made by the woman. And right. so a color that was really uh, caught their attention and they have, were kind of drawn to. So, so what is your guys' business model at Little Pink House of America? What, uh, what do you guys do to help people get that home? Yeah, absolutely. So what we do is provide a platform uh, for, it's a non-traditional, uh, real estate investment strategy. So there's most people are out there doing fix and flips or wholesaling. We specialize in what's called an executive lease purchase. So we work with buyers um, that can't qualify for a traditional financing right now. And the scary thing is, and it's only getting worse due to tough banking restrictions, it's about 80% of the population that can't walk into the bank and qualify for a mortgage today. Yeah. What we do is provide them with a bridge or a stepping stone to that permanent financing. We work with sellers. Typically, we identify a, a FISBO or a for sale by owner seller looking for full retail. So from a thank traditional investor. Thank you for clearing up buying FISBO. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I don't want to use acronyms here just to y be Yeah, clear. you got to always remember <laughs> that the listening audience, you know, we got to educate them on what you guys do because sure. a lot of times this is kind of their... Uh, their entryway into, you know, the hard money lending space and what it is. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we identify those folks and typically they're selling for sale by owner because they want to get the most 
uh, return on selling their home. So from an investment standpoint or investor standpoint, the sweet spot uh, that we target is about two hundred to five hundred thousand dollars and greater. So if you're laying out hard capital on the table, the return on investment simply doesn't make sense. We're able to procure or secure those assets with no money and no credit. Then we glue that buyer and seller together. And of course, we're a for-profit business. We make anywhere from ten dollars to $25,000 minimum per transaction for gluing those two folks together and creating that, uh, that bridge. So let me set a scenario. I, always, um, I, I can only uh, you know, set those up as myself as an example because I don't really know other people's scenarios. But let's say um, you know, uh, I already own a home. right? My wife and I are like, yeah, we've outgrown our home. Our family's too big. Um, and I know that a lot of people deal with this problem problem is, you know, they might have a little bit of equity in their home. When they sell that home, most of that equity that they have in there is probably going to go to the real estate agent who sells the home, Mm -hmm. which then leaves uh, the person with not so much money to be able to go purchase the other home that they need. So can you put that into a perspective for a buyer who um, it doesn't have a down payment, but maybe has okay credit, but right. How how do you help that person uh, to get into that other home? Or like what I like my wife and I refer to that when you, when you move into your second home after Mm -hmm. your family, expanded. Now you're moving into what we would say your forever home. Sure. Right? So how do you help people with that? Sure. So I kind of heard two questions in there. So I'll address the seller side and then I'll address the buyer Perfect. side. So the sellers, um, the reality is it costs anywhere from 11 to 14% to sell your home traditionally. So uh, you hit the nail on the head. People that maybe have a small equity position it can really absorb most of that. And a lot of those people have to actually bring a check to closing because their equity position was so weak. Yeah. So if we're talking about, let's say a $300,000 house, which is really in our sweet spot, if you're looking at 11 to 14%, you're talking about 30 to $40,000 is the cost to sell. So with our exit strategy for these sellers, if they can wait a predetermined amount of time to get cashed out, first and foremost is they're not paying real estate commission, which will save them 3% if they're doing it for sale by owner. If they're doing a list and sell with an agent, that's 6%. On average, sale price versus asking price is about 95% of what they originally listed it at. So there's 5% there. And almost every buyer offer today in the traditional market is accompanied by a request for the seller to contribute to their closing costs. In fact, some loans are even predicated on it. So that 11 to 14% cost to sell right there uh, is pretty exorbitant. That's a lot of money out right, of the seller's pocket. Right, and so that, that, that includes that 3 or 6% for whether it's a, with a, a listing agent or if you do it by owner, mm-hmm. uh, plus what the, uh, the buyer would want the seller to provide on closing. That's exactly okay. right. Plus they would take an offer about 95% of what they had it listed for. So on the buyer side, uh, the reality is our buyers just aren't coming from a strong position of leverage because they can't go to the bank. So as long as the house is priced right, we typically are bringing in full price offers are very close to it. So the sellers like that. Um, The buyer does have a down payment requirement. So Mm -hmm. how our program is really successful is two things. And if the buyer utilizes it the right way, it's a great platform to buy their forever home. So we're really big on education. So we actually use a national lender. They're based out of Dallas, Texas. We send every deal nationally through them. They vet them out and take them through underwriting the same way a Bank of America or Wells Fargo would Mm -hmm. with the full understanding they're most likely not going to qualify, which is why they're coming to us. Two important components that come out of that are the why. We want to know the backstory, why they can't go to the bank. Uh, could be a credit. It's not always a credit issue. At our price points, our buyers, uh, a lot of them are self-employed. 
They just need to verify additional income. I know there's two things everyone wants to do. It's make as much money as possible and, and show Uncle Sam they're making as, as little, little as, as possible. possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they might just need to file another year's worth of tax returns. They may have a house that hasn't been able to sell. Um, right. So their uh, debt-to-income ratio will not support a second mortgage. So there's a multitude of reasons why people are not getting financing. Right. Uh, probably more importantly is the when. So this lender, who's a third party, we're not pulling some number out of thin air, they're letting us know what the time frame is that they need to get financing in place. They're providing each buyer with a tailor-made blueprint around their ability to get a mortgage, and then they'll actually write the loan at the end of the term. So we're setting them up with someone from day one that uh-huh. is giving them a sound exit strategy and a time frame to get financing. And probably as or more important than that is every buyer is required to have a, a significant down payment that really glues them to the house. Right. So we're looking for a minimum of about 5 to 10% down. They're getting dollar for dollar credit. And I think most people, that's usually where they end up with the, that's like the hardest portion for them to come up with is, sure. you know, they can sell the house and they mm-hmm. can do that. But, uh, you know, then to go purchase the other one because you don't have your equity anymore because mm-hmm. you've just given it away to, you know, the five, the 6% there. And, sure. you know, depending on what you're doing to bring to the table on the, on the closing side, so how do you bridge that one? Well, it's, uh, you know, probably the hardest part. If there were a hardest part of our platform, it's finding, not, not finding buyers. Our phones ring off the hook in all of our offices. It's finding the right buyer. So in order for them uh, to really be bound to the home, they have to have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. So our, I'll tell you, our minimum fee at any price point is $10,000, which makes them deep enough to not walk away from it. Yep. You know, there's lease options out there, and that's not what this is. A lease option, uh, for those of you out there that aren't familiar with it, it's, a buyer is putting some sort of nominal option deposit, maybe $2,500, $5,000 down. They're effectively taking a test drive of the home for a predetermined amount of time, maybe a year. Mm-hmm. At the end of the term, they can say, oh, you know, I, I'm not going to move forward with it. They give the keys back. This is a buying agreement from day one. They're bound to the home with that significant down payment that's fully non-refundable, so that gives the seller peace of mind. Right, to make also, sure that deal is going to close because they've yet. Yeah. That's absolutely right. And for right. most home buyers, if if uh, you know if a small family is going to drop ten thousand dollars or more into that, they're 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 pretty uh, solidified, or you know that deal is pretty concrete that, at that point. Yeah. That's exactly why our success rate's so high. So the due diligence, the education on the front end, the down payment requirement, those are the two real key components to our program, and and really what make it so successful in all the markets that we're in nationally. Well, that's awesome. Thank you for breaking that down. I know that uh, you were able to put that in a way where I think everyday Joe can understand that, which is really, really important, especially with you guys. And that sweet spot that you have of 300 is like the median home price uh, nationwide, correct? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So we're looking really our sweet spot, and it's market-specific, of course, on our West Coast markets. Yeah. The high price points can be a little bit higher, but I would say just generally speaking, 200 to about 500, 600,000. Yeah, you're going to be five, six in San Diego, maybe 200 in Phoenix, yep. right? Where do those markets kind of differentiate? Yeah, absolutely. So we do a uh, really break each market down before we go in there mm-hmm. uh, and set up shop, and it's going to be dependent on median, uh, you know, home values right. in those markets. So well, well, thanks for breaking that down. What are you guys doing in 2017 that might be different than what you guys are doing now? Some plans that you have. So 2017 is going to be a really uh, exciting year for us. So really, what we did was we took the first about year and a half, two years to really refine our business model, work out any kinks, really put. Uh, 
uh, checks and balances, infrastructure, and along the way, and really were our own guinea pig. So once we were comfortable with that, we decided that we were going to actually roll it out. Uh, and we're not at a franchise level yet. There's a mm-hmm. lot of SEC regulations involved with that. But we're what's rolling out? The pesky government. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So what we're doing is, is opening up affiliations and markets around the country. So oh, our big picture plan, and we make no bones about it, is uh, we're looking to be in about 300 markets in the next three to five years. We're active in about 25 right now, and we really just rolled it out about nine months ago. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have a phenomenal team. Um, our, our lead counsel was the former lead counsel for McDonald's franchising. <laughs> she is trailblazing that yeah. uh, kind of franchise model for us. So we're looking to partner up in markets that make sense for our business model uh, all over the country. So we, we train investors on this strategy. Uh, we're also looking to partner up with good folks that share the same kind of company culture. As you're kind of looking at the landscape nationwide and, and kind of seeing the state of real estate now as it could, was compared to, you know, eight, nine, and 10, mm-hmm. you know, where things were super shaky. We're finally getting to a spot where, you know, I'm, I'm still not going to call it normal. I still think sure. it's probably a little shaky still, sure. um, only because everyone's afraid that that might happen again. Yeah. You know, as you guys are navigating that, how do you provide peace of mind for those buyers to know that what they're getting into isn't going to, you know, end up, uh, I, you know, tanking later on? I mean, I know that's got to be some you know, people's worry about purchasing uh, in that space, especially when they're not going through traditional lending, they're going through that different route. Yeah, absolutely. So what we always say to folks is uh, none of us have a crystal ball. If we did, we, would, we wouldn't have all lost our shirts. We back. would all make a ton of money that's, every that's day, a, right? That's exactly right. So uh, first and foremost is we want them and, and we uh, really strive to put together the best deal that we can with the information that we have, have as it stands today. Right. So they are getting the benefit of locking in the price today. So if there's appreciation in the market, none of us want to bank on appreciation anymore. We all learn the hard way. Or if oil is struck in the backyard, the buyer gets the benefit of that. Yeah. If the market tanks and it starts to depreciate, obviously no uh, loan committee is going to loan on higher than appraised value. Mm-hmm. So we will come back to the table. Uh, it will be an ebb and flow of negotiation. Uh, we don't anticipate that happening anytime soon. We certainly have some checks and balances in, in place that really guard against it. We always want to protect the seller. Uh, in their interest, we certainly always want to protect the buyer. Are you guys using insurance companies at all to kind of like have policies built around some of those to protect both sides? Yeah, so there are some policies out there right now. Mm-hmm. We don't mandate those, um, you know, from just an insurance standpoint. Seller, obviously, on the basic level is going to keep their uh, homeowner's insurance policy in place. The buyer is going to, to get a renter's insurance policy to cover contents only. As far as safeguarding against uh, the rise and fall of real estate, there are hedges out there that yeah. you can... Uh, Enlist to do that. Yeah, like we were talking to John Watt earlier from mm-hmm. Innovative Risk Solutions, and that's one of the products that they have is wrapping insurance around um, the loan, so that way the borrower, uh, if there was a de- uh, uh, the lender, excuse me, if the mm-hmm. borrower defaults, the yep. lender doesn't completely lose out. Yeah, absolutely. And and there are some buyers out there. Um, I think probably the ones that maybe are a little bit more savvy that they are looking at that. We don't mandate it, uh, but we certainly don't. But uh, it's a smart thing to do. That's absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely right. Insurance is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you give us a little insight of uh, uh, the pink portion of little pink houses. I know that uh, you know we were talking off air before we went live about some give back and some mm-hmm. different things. Why don't you tell us what you guys are doing in that community? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, uh, we're based in Jacksonville, Florida. We've got 25 markets that were opened up around the country right now, and we're huge advocates of giving back. So um, just local charity drives we're really big on. Uh, we are big on uh, home buyer symposiums, education to folks that don't know that they can buy this way. So that 
education, give back to communities is very important, letting folks know that we're mm-hmm. out there and they, even if they've been turned down from a bank, they're still able to enjoy the, the benefits of home ownership at some point. Um, additionally, a percentage of every deal that we do in each one of our offices is um, donated back to Little Pink Houses of awesome. Hope. That's a charity that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, so. and the fact that it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, too, in October. That's, that's yep. absolutely right. Yeah, so it's perfectly fitting. I know uh, we were watching the football games yesterday, mm-hmm. and, you know, all the guys are wearing their pink cleats. Uh, Jeff and I were in Phoenix uh, doing the uh, Small Business Expo, which is something we cover on a yearly basis okay. out there, just because we want to get in touch with our, you know, local small business community sure. with, uh, with media and, you know, allow them that. And uh, Bank of America was giving out the pink ribbon pins when mm-hmm. we walked into the event. So I thought it was really cool that, you know, there's a lot of people that are behind that and knowing that your entire business is centered around that really uh, uh, brings some joy knowing that um, you guys are not just, you know, all about the art of the deal and also about that give back, which makes uh, working with a company like that, I think, a little easier for some people knowing that it's not just about, you know, always making money, but giving that portion back sometimes too. Sure. Yeah. We're firm believers in that. Of course, we are a a for-profit business and and that's not a bad word, Uh, but we always (laughs) want to give back. Everybody's got to eat. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And the fact that it is a tie-in for us year-round, love and support Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, that month exists 12 months out of the year for our business. So we're always giving back to that community, always want to support that cause. Well, Michael, you know what? Thank you so much for giving us a breakdown of what Little Pink Houses of America does. Uh, guys, you guys can uh, email Mike at Mike at LPHOA.us, um, or I know you guys have a phone number. Why don't you give that out for the audience as well? Yeah, absolutely. So you can reach me directly if you want any additional information, not only on our affiliates, but just our business model in general. Uh, you can reach me at uh, uh, area code 904 500 pink that's one eight. Uh, that's nine zero four five zero zero seven four six five, and I'm extension eleven. Uh, and again, feel free to email me as well. I look forward to any feedback from you and uh, any conversations or dialogue that this might stir up. So awesome, Mike! Thank you, you so me, much. Ryan. Yeah, thank we you. appreciate you jumping in. I know it's been a busy day. Uh, everybody's co- probably coming out, getting ready to break for lunch. And, yeah. You know, I'm, we're gonna go find greasy cheeseburgers <laughs> and all that good stuff we shouldn't eat. But uh, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're here live at the 41st annual National Hard Money Conference right here in Fort Lauderdale. want to thank uh, Michael Matthew with Little Pink House of America for joining us today. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 